Here comes the biggest news ever. Trek Off the Motion Picture is available on Amazon Prime. That's right. The movie version of the podcast you're listening to. An actual movie. A motion picture on Amazon Prime. Available in the United States and the UK. Just go on Amazon and search for Trek Off. The word Trek Off. One word. And you can watch us. If you don't have Amazon Prime, you can you can like rent us or buy us. We're available on DVD on Amazon. But like streaming on Amazon Prime. And listen, please watch because it really helps us out. And share it. Give us good reviews. And share it on your Facebook page stuff, man. I'm just excited. Check out the motion picture. Warning, the following contains plot spoilers and naughty language. That means explicit content. And the comments and opinions expressed herein are for entertainment and commentary purposes only and may not reflect the actual opinions of Geeks Radio or the individual hosts. So don't get mad. It's just a show. It's time for Trek Off. Set phasers to love. Welcome to Track Up. My name is Justin. And my name's Alexia. And um this is this has gotta be our last like last Jedi. Podcast I, we gotta stop bit. talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Although gotta... the I mean, it's not just uh with us that it seems to rage on, right? <laughs> yeah, no, there's a In there's fairness. a still, still a lot of internet rage. About I mean, my my understanding is that uh Kim Jong un uh tweeted Star Trek The Last Jedi was bad, and Donald Trump retreated back. We will kill you because it was good. Um, that's my understanding. This is because, Are you um, making that up? I can't even tell anymore. No, like that not, that no, yeah, could have happened at this uh, point. Yes. Also, the Israelis and the Palestinians are the Republicans and the Democrats. You know, all of them. Just, it's, it's boiled down to all the other problems in the world. I become it really comes to down to the last, it comes down to the last Jedi. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, they were. Everybody was on the brink of some yeah. kind of constellation, you know. Of, yeah, there, of there coming was gonna... together, world peace was about to happen, and then, and then the fucking last Jedi came out, and everybody was like, "Damn you, Ryan no. Johnson!" Although <laughs> didn't were... he get didn't he get picked up to do more films? I, I uh, like yeah, he's, he's getting a whole trilogy of new films to do. Right, um, I'm like, yay! I'm so, like, yay! Because I thought it was fucking good. <laughs> so here, here's here's uh my my thought. I've added my thoughts about the controversy lately, and I will say this: we did not need a scene of Luke milking the thing. I agree. Yes, I do agree with that. Like I yeah. and I remember that was like when we came out after having seen it his kind of time. fucked up face after that too, where he's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like well, and and the like the the cow like sea thing like looking at her afterward was a little weird yeah. oh, and he, like, may, he makes this look at her as he wipes his face with his sleeve like gross right <laughs> like, he's like i how i get my milk like <laughs> it, yeah it was it, it's like he's looking at her and going is this wigging you out <laughs> yeah almost like are you done following me yet damn it um, um but that was like we had a hand like three things i want to say we had we had yeah. that um it was like okay, we could have done without the weird milking thing, and I was like, yeah, I mean, I was okay with it because it wasn't very long, but yeah, I didn't need it. <laughs> like I could have gone my whole life without seeing that. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> also, the slow space chase. Okay, you know what? I I can say after now having viewed it three times, the third time I saw it was um, I saw it in 40x with the seats that move. What? Um, oh yeah. man, where did you see it like that? There are two places where you can see it like that. There's uh in Washington DC you can go to Gallery Place. Um 
And uh, if you go on a weekday, it's it's still like 20 bucks a seat as opposed to 30. And then also um, in Sterling, Virginia, there's um, there's a thing called D-Box, which I just think is a funny name. Right. Um, also has seats that move. Um, but that's, yeah, it's, it's, that's the one where they put a special D in your box. That's right. <laughs> um, uh, thank you. Welcome to Trek Off. We're back. We're back. Um, uh, I know we got in the weeds with all this. But I think this. Yeah. I but the but the but the fucking but really space what it comes chase, down to is dicks and boxes. Um, like the like the space chase. You know what? That could have felt like so. The original I, but Star I guess Wars. What I, I I don't I don't. Here's the reason why that I I just feel is like an invalid argument. Um, because if you like the the original trilogy, trilogy, which most of the people, my understanding is most of the people who are like raging out about it now did. It's no different than the jacked up timelines in Empire. I'm not talking about jacked up. I'm talking specifically the pacing of the chase. It did feel a little bit after three times where I can get the complaints going. It's kind of like it's it's kind of like a slow police chase on the L.A. freeway where it's just like (laughs) it feels like both ships are going like 20 miles an hour. Um, and if you compare it to Empire, for instance, where the where the Falcon is just kind of racing along, you compare it to the first shot of uh, the first shot of, a, of all of Star Wars of A New Hope is about a giant space thing chasing another very large but not quite as giant space thing. Um, and that gets a sense of you get a sense of like there's motion happening. There's a and this it did feel a little like I didn't get a the- sense that that was so much faster um then and i just watched it recently because you know, mr ray felt yeah uh, i i think i like i i wound up napping out and he was like ah oh, perfect it's the perfect time for me to watch rogue one uh, <laughs> because usually it has to be like can you handle it right now babe like uh i don't know if i can cry for 40 minutes i'm okay uh maybe later but um I, he had never watched that and then gone straight into a new hope and i was like it's really kind of a cool experience we should try it and so I've seen both before we went out to see Last Jedi and then again very recently the opening for A New Hope and it doesn't feel any faster like I the in both cases in this and in you know this slow chase if you will uh that everybody seems to be complaining about it's not so much about the speed of the situation as it is about the uh inevitability and the fa- and they do their their ships are way bigger and it's just there's there's a scale thing and a, and a suspense thing happening, I think. So I don't I don't think that to me, that's not valid. Yeah, I think I just feel like if the if the if the chase is happening through light speed or if the chase is happening like like through through an asteroid field, something where you know the problem with just being in space is that there's no there's no sense. Uh, it's like watching a plane flying through the, like across the sky. There's no sense of scale. There's no sense of, you know, if you want to like, yeah, okay, I mean, so you can, know, a plane is going really fast, but yeah. it doesn't feel like yeah. it when you're on it. it doesn't if you like want to shoot a car around. chase and you want a car chase or a foot chase in a movie to be fast, you shoot the camera close to the ground because the, the, it seems faster when two objects are moving close to each other. So if they were moving through a debris field, through a something, through it, like if if you got the sense that, but like I could not effectively tell that both both of the ships were going at maximum speed. And here's the thing: Star Trek did this really well, um, and I think this movie could have taken a note from um, the best of both worlds, which had a lot of 
the Enterprise is running from the Borg and the Enterprise is ahead of it. Um, the Enterprise is ahead of it, but the Borg is right, right fucking on their tail. And in this case, you know, this one would be just like, like they'd be keeping straight. But in Star Trek, you got the sense of this ominous sense that they're right there. They're coming after, they're coming after you. And I don't. I, I, I felt like I had that. I mean, and I, I, I know I haven't seen it uh, in the 4D and I've only seen it twice, but I really felt like. I had that to me. It felt like I had that. They were very like they were just out of like firing range the whole time. And it, yeah, I and just didn't get the tension. And maybe it's because none of the characters, except for Poe, seem to be expressing the tension. Like like Hawks didn't seem to be trying really hard to catch them, and they didn't seem really hard to be trying to run away. And the ships didn't seem like they were going all that fast. And you never got the sense of. The thrusters are on the, you know, the, you know, it's going to break apart. We got to break it apart. if you need to just keep the thrusters going full power, you know, you didn't like, you didn't get that sense of urgency. And I'm, you know, I'm just saying that if I don't know, I, man, that, that feels like a get off my lawn. Like these new kids, like Is something exciting happening. It doesn't look exciting enough. Well, I here's can't the thing. Tell I think that it's supposed to be tense. I think I what just, happened. I don't need that. Okay, for me, I think. Because well, well, I felt like sure. they communicated it. They talk about it. There, there's a like we're fucked moment, and that this is their last ploy. And if anything, it kind of felt a little a Battlestar Galactica like. Which you loved the new Battlestar Galactica. Well, yeah, but I felt the tension there and I just didn't feel I didn't feel a sense of desperation from the rebels. And yet they I, went they went from what did they like, need to say for you to feel a sense of desperation? I'm curious. They needed to because like, they I mean, it sounded Again, pretty fucking dire to me <laughs> here. Well, here's the thing. It sounds dire, but it didn't feel dire. And I guess that's the point. It's like dire to me. That's here's the saying. thing. Here's what? the thing that Star Trek learned to do. Star Trek learned how to do motion with two huge ships dealing with each other. And I just didn't feel like this, you know, Star Wars has always done better when it's small ships dealing with each other or small ships dealing with big ships. Um, and I just feel like if I'm if I'm too. And again, I loved the movie, um, mm -hmm. but but I need to. There's a part of me that needs to accept what might be legitimate criticism in order for my argument to not just be, I'm a fanboy. I love star Wars and I love everything. Like for, like, I feel like if oh, I'm too, I, here's the thing. I, I, I agree with you, dude. Like, cause I'm not, which is, I know it's weird, but, um, I, I don't, I'm not saying I don't see any flaws, right? I'm not saying this is a perfect film and there's not a damn thing wrong with it. And every moment was, was just sheer perfection from start to finish. But just because you can acknowledge that there are movie things, which is how I always like to think about it. And I did notice, I have noticed this like in my, in my old age, uh, when I was younger um, and I had seen less movies uh, just by virtue of having been on the planet last time. Uh, I, I, I like just about everything I see. Like, I'm not, if I didn't like it, if I don't like a movie, like, it's got to be pretty bad, generally speaking. Because usually I can say, well, it's not a great piece of cinema, but it was fun. And I think it accomplished what it was trying to accomplish. But in this one, it was just like, I, yeah, it's got some, pro it's got some problems. I mean, you're sort of typical, a handful of movie, is some movie problems. But 
pretty much every movie has that. There are very few movies that I can point to where I can be like, this thing is perfect. There's nothing you can say that is wrong with it at all. It's just sheer perfection from the from opening moment to the last credit rolls. And just because it has, you know, some of this kind of stuff like the, the timing and, you know, the weird cow thing, uh, like that doesn't bring down the whole movie because of a, a few things. Do you know? Well, and I mean? that's and that's yeah. And I do. And I think that here's here is why I, I it is maybe slipped slightly um, my my esteem for it has slipped slightly because I have heard the criticisms and I've engaged it. And sometimes when you hear enough of the criticisms, you're like, ah, uh, you know, like it's it's like when someone tells you not to don't blink, you know, whatever you do, don't blink. All of a sudden, you want to blink a lot. And so the more I hear the criticisms <laughs> of the film, the more I sort of feel them when I go see it. I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, I I get where they're coming from. But wow, here's dude, the you're so in- <laughs> here's influenceable. Here's here's the thing. Here's hey, the thing. Easy too. This movie has. Far more flaws than Rogue One. Rogue One is a film with almost no flaws. But bullshit. But here, here, hear me out. Here's the thing. It also isn't Rogue One is also not reaching as high. So while Rogue One, technically, it really works. Everything is really good. Everything, this it's not, it's not, one thing it's not is bold. Um, it's bold that they die at the end, but it's like if you've seen the Magnificent Seven, if you've seen it, that you kind of know how that how how that goes. No, um, but I guess have I told you this for for Christmas? We got like a um, like a mad spoofs of like Star Wars. All right, and the only one that I've read so far, that Mr. A actually read to me for once, was on Rogue One, which is why he wanted to watch it. And I, as you know, I really love that movie. That's really, in my opinion, it's really fucking good. It's so solid. I mean, it's dark as fuck, but there's that glimmer of hope and it's this great lead in to A New Hope. But like, just about everything they say in (laughs) in this spoof of it... I had to be like I'd never seen the flaws, so to speak, because I was so emotionally caught up in how good I thought it was. And but when I heard them, I was like, "Oh, uh, yeah, yeah." And come to <laughs> think of it, I do remember being like, why? "Mad does a good job with that stuff." <laughs> they do. Like, why all of it? Like, Mad magazine would, for those of you who are, <laughs> yeah, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about. Why do you have to use the, you know, the little army thing, like? And why is the only way it indicates, like, it reminded me, because I saw Hackers uh, again recently, which is uh, fa- so fantastic, particularly uh, now, <laughs> because this, this idea of Hackers uh, back in 95 or 96 or whatever it was, it's just ridiculous. But um, there's, like, this scene in that where it's just, like, this ridiculous scenario, and it felt like that, like, you know, I'm going to have this big tower of, like, tapes, and it's automated, but uh, something's wrong with it, so there's we could do a thing, and it'll like, fl- but there'll be a flashy light, but you still have to use the claw to grab it. Like, it's sure, just, I'm like, who designed this? Actually, this you know, what, I will, I will also say that there is one moment in Rogue One which is terrible. There's a terrible moment in Rogue One, which is when she has to climb up the thing, and there's this little door that's like opening and closing and opening and closing it for like no reason. 
and she has to <laughs> jump through it at just the right time. I feel like she's playing Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like like you have to time your jump right. Ready? Run and press B. Like yeah. <laughs> like it was a moment of tension I didn't Yeah, I, I then get there was that. somebody else that was like I like they had one of my favorite characters in that. The guy who's I'm one with the forces and the forces with me or whatever. And they're they're like, you know what, dude, run. How about that? Like, maybe you don't need to force. Maybe you should just run instead of walking through a firefight. Uh, you know what I mean? And it's yeah. really funny. And I can see that. And I can be like, you know what? They're right. Like, they haven't said it. None of these things that they have made fun of are untrue about the film. But I will still this say. doesn't make it not a good film. I will stay, <laughs> still say this. Rogue One. I have none of the problems with Rogue One that I have with The Last Jedi. The problem I have with Rogue One is that it just doesn't seem interested in ambition. And frankly, neither does Force Awakens a lot. It could be said up through Rogue One that there you can see the Disney mission, mission statement with those two movies. You want to make Star Wars films that feel like Star Wars films that have all the Star Wars tropes that you're used to that will give you two or three things that'll be a cool flash of nostalgia for you so that you can have kind of that beat of nostalgia and you get Star Wars and you know what you're doing. There is, a, there is as different as Rogue One and Force Awakens was, there's a cookie cutterness to it. When a, when a stormtrooper gets hit, it kind of looks the same in both films. And the the space battles, kind of the same in both films. And the, and the structure, very much the same, except in one case, everybody dies, in one case, everybody lives. But, the, but like you kind of know what you're getting. And I think that the the argument against Disney is trying to ruin Star Wars is the Last Jedi is last, is is I would say Last Jedi makes far more mistakes than either film, but then reaches heights that neither one the the fucking kid w- at the end pretending oh no. he's got a lightsaber in his hand it kills me man. Neither one of the other two films would have tried that. You know the the Luke being you know essentially you know Luke FaceTime at the end like like. The other ones wouldn't have tried that. Um, the expansion of the force, the way that Yoda is used, the fact that everybody fails, um, like it's it's what this does is, and I think J.J. Abrams might be the right right person to wrap this up. What this one does is, I have no fucking idea where Episode Nine is going. I don't know where it's going. I thought I knew where this one is going, and as different as this one was. It was kind of everything that I thought it would be like, okay, Luke sort of trains her. Luke does something cool, whatever that cool thing is. And the first order is gotten really, really powerful and is, and is pretty much winning. That's empire. Strike. It's kind of what you thought it would be, but yeah, no, I, I mean, and, and, and this idea of that they've got to give us the movie that we've been speculating about for however long is, it's just fucking bullshit. Like, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, because you know what? If they I, keep I mean, giving us the movie and, that we're speculating about, they'll keep giving us the same movie. Yeah, and, and I want that. And I, and I already feel like there's enough, like, there's already too much of that as it is. Like, that was sort of my problem with Bright. Like, it's a huge blockbuster. It's like the biggest hit Amazon's had. And it's like, there's nothing bold about it. There's bold ideas, but they're never fully executed because they're too busy making sure... Is there enough action? There's enough things from moment to moment to keep an audience today engaged because apparently we all have the attention span of a fucking gnat now. And, well, and you get know off what, my really- lawn. Um, but I like recently watched Logan and I like fucking Professor X is as different in Logan 
as Luke is from the last time we saw Luke. And I don't remember a damn person being so pissed is off Logan about that. for that matter. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember anybody being pissed about that. I don't right, but remember the anybody. The, the, going, uh, look, look, what but, happened to Professor X? Why is he just a cantankerous, crabby old dude? What? The yeah, fuck but is you know that? what? But but look, granted, people have been waiting thirty years and building up Luke for thirty years in their mind. There's a wonderful me. I mean, we talked but about. That's we like don't on you, man. We don't. You know? We don't. Well, I don't want to beat the same dead horse. I will say this: um, everybody should go out and rewatch Avengers: Age of Ultron because okay. it is. So bold in what it is trying to do. I now like Avengers Age of Ultron better than the original Avengers. Um, the original Avengers is a better movie on first view. And maybe that is, you know, the world we live in is now, it's so weird in that, the, that, that like a movie can be different. You can go, well, this movie is the better movie for first view, but this movie is better for rewatching where it was, you know, up until like the mid eighties, you know, you didn't, make a movie for rewatching. You made it for the first view experience. Um, Avengers age of Ultron is so bold in what the character is in the quiet character moments and the, the stop at the farm halfway through in that there's just so much that it does. That is not what you would expect the sequel to the Avengers to do. Um, yeah. yeah it's not always about bigger, better, more. Right. Yeah. And, like and, that's and not, it's, that it's not the formula. It's like, well, if we, if we blew up a car last time, now we have to blow up a bus. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, where does it end? <laughs> um, and, and it's and it's a big, bombastic superhero, lots of explosions, CGI bad guy movie, just like yeah. all the others. But it it dares to also tell a few very deep personal stories. Um, I think that the death of Ultron at the end of that film is one of the best moments in all of the Marvel Universe. Like just this quiet moment when Vision just comes up to Ultron and you just get this. There's this profound sadness at the end of it. Um, that I've not felt it's, it's, yeah, I'm much more about emotional content, you know, and here's I, the deal. I, I love flair and I love, a, a, you know, I'm not saying I don't like a nice big set piece moment, but this is sort of something I, I mean, this is how I felt after watching Logan as well. I felt like there, there weren't these like constant call of duty, exp you know, buildings you said exploding, duty. I did, uh, <laughs> buildings exploding, you know, people running around as as it's as it's turning and having a fight, and you're just like these really ridiculous scenarios. But the difference is, every fight is so emotionally charged that it matters more. And I mean, obviously, the fucking fight choreography is is just beautiful in that film. But I just I noticed that I was like, wow, it's amazing because it's not like every fight is. is I think there's one like the very end fight in that movie is is kind of a big set piece moment, but I think there's like a chasing that's kind of a, a set piece moment, but, but by and large, it's not like say a transformers movie, right? No, like, not at all. Every time you see a fight scene, it's this big, huge, crazy. What can we think of next? I know we'll blow the whole world up. Yeah. Like just like ridiculousness. And it's like, here's the thing. I spectacles fine. I want emotional roots in the fight. That makes a fight to me so much more interesting than the mechanics of the fight. Well, and, and here, here's, I, I think what I think this film gives us when they're fighting the emotional investment in every fight in, in is so much more I felt than in even the force awakens. 
And it well, reminded I, though, me I of think how the, I, I felt the watching fo- the originals because, like, when Luke is fucking fighting his father, it's that's an emotionally charged fight. And go yeah. back and watch that fight scene. It's not some epic, you know, Princess Bride esque crazy f- sword fight. You know, for you know, laser sword fight. It's it's really not that complex. It's about the power play, the emotional play that's happening there that that makes it so fucking compelling. And this movie had that in spades, man. Yeah, no, I think that Force Awakens was the movie it needed to be. It needed to, you know, it needed to jumpstart Star Wars, which it did. But now this movie has to do some things and some things are unfortunate that it has to do. And then we're going to get into our last bit of character analysis. But but one thing that it does is it. um, If you want more Star Wars, if you don't want more Star Wars, then then this movie's not for you. Um. But if you want more Star Wars, <laughs> the first thing you have to do is something that's going to upset you. Something that, in general, maybe shouldn't be done. This movie commits a crime, which is it destroys the end of Return of the Jedi. Your good feeling at the end of Return of the Jedi, Luke doesn't get a happy ending. There is no happy ending. Everything's gone bad. Everything's upset. And you might walk away feeling upset. But you know what? If you want more Star Wars, if you want anything to happen after Return of the Jedi, these are wars. In the stars, <laughs> like you can't have. It's all called star peace. You know, it's gonna be wars yeah, in the stars. Yeah, I mean, here's the so if he just goes off somewhere and lives heavily, happily ever after, there's why no more are movies. we even watching this fucking? Thing? Yeah, so so Jesus, like, Grandpa, what did you read me this thing for? What I know, like, so that's so so that's that's the deal. This is the undoing. Of the happy ending, it's, and look, Empire, the, the un- Empire Strikes Back. Empire, Stro- hold on, hold on. Empire Strikes Back is also the undoing of the fucking happy ending. Star Wars ended. Yeah, everyone got medals, and there was a parade. Everyone yeah. was happy and smiling. And, yeah, there's like this crazy, wonderful music playing, and they're all standing there smiling with their fucking medals. I mean, yeah, it's like if you ended it there, if there had been no movies after that, like that would have been a, a perfectly acceptable film. Yeah, Star Wars. Star Wars is like, hey, they won, and that means that that peace is restored and everything's cool. Yeah. I will say this: Empire makes the original Star Wars worse. It does. Empire means that blowing up the Death Star was not that huge a deal. That that the big parade at the end didn't really mean anything, and that going to going with fucking Ben Kenobi was kind of a bad idea for Luke. That's what Empire did. It's also my favorite movie of all time because (laughs) you have to, sometimes you have to damage a little bit. If you want to go forward, you have to till the earth a little bit and that cause there's a little bit of destruction. There's going to be a little bit of unhappiness there. And I understand if you're mad at it, but like, like if you want Star Wars to continue, you can't just say, Hey, you know what? The force is only for people named Skywalker. That's it. That's all it is. It's only for people named Skywalker. Um, Yeah. I mean, because I was, I was, I wanted it to be that too. Like, I was ready for it, to, for her to be this, you know, love child with some relationship we just didn't even know about because they hadn't talked about it. Well, and I'll and say like, this, I, I, you know, I, I, wa- said, I wanted that, but you know what? It's, it's okay that I didn't get it. You know, I I'm think that JJ Abrams was. Right. I imagine <laughs> that JJ Abrams was sitting in the theater just pissed as fuck. I can't imagine when when Luke threw that lightsaber. I bet, I'll bet when JJ Abrams saw that for the first time, I bet he was like, what? Wait, really? Really? And we're not explaining Snoke. Like he likes mystery boxes, and he was like, he, "I'm sure he was like, wait a minute, there's, there's, de- we're deliberately not paying any of this off." And Ryan Johnson, I think, very wisely was like, "Look, 
the force has been over explained. It's been over explained. It is now this force that exists between midi-chlorians that is passed down like, like mutant powers or something. It's like, you can only get it if your parents have the force now belongs to people the way that wizarding ability belongs to people in the Harry Potter books. Like if you have wizard parents, you're more likely to have it. And occasionally you'll, you can be someone who's just muggle born, but boy, oh boy, is that rare. And really, you know, you need to be the son of Lily and James Potter to be Harry. That's what you really need. Like Harry can't just be the kid who lived under the, like th this abused nephew who was under, who, who lived under the stairs, who had these powers and went to Hogwarts because he was just a fucking nobody. No, he has to be the son of the two people who battled Voldemort, blah, blah, blah. And like, in this case, it's like, they're like, you know what? Let's unexplain the force. Yes. There's a biological component. Midichlorians are real. Yes. You can do that as a test. But also, it can exist. Yes, it does go through bloodlines. But you know what? Not always. Also, it's this. The force is is unexplainable because I it's mean, the force. The, yeah, I mean, I just like I said, like at the root of it, like just the very idea of, of the force has like all we've ever been given about it uh, is that it's magic. So to then be like, wait, it can't do that. It's like, what? Based on what? Is there some technical manual that I don't know about that says the force can only do this? The force can only do that? Like, like by the way, let's let, let's also say this, excluding the books, because you can exclude the books. All right. I'm sure the books will explain Ray's story, blah, 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 in the next 35, 40 years. I'm sure it'll happen. I'm excluding the books. All these important characters. Ready? What do you know, excluding the books and excluding the Clone Wars, which a great cartoon, loved it very much, but it came years after episode one, right? Darth Maul, awesome character. We know nothing the fuck about him. Darth Sidious, where did he get his powers? Who trained him? Eventually, no you ki it's kind of, it's, it's implied that it was Darth Plagueis, but it's only in the books that that was necessarily stated. And that wasn't implied to the end of the third movie. And it wasn't that important. It was a line. There's implied Yoda. Who the fuck is Yoda? 900 years. What right? species? What species what is species Yoda? Is We've never what seen planet, another like him. What planet, what planet does, does he, he come, come from? from? Yeah. Like yeah. how old is he actually? Yeah. What's like what his story? Like what were his, what's his lineage? Hey, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You know, where did he come from? How did he become a Jedi? How what did about that happen? Gone? Where the fuck did he come from? Where did Qui Gon? Yeah, like, like Mace I guess they Windu, went through the, any the, of them, man. Any yeah, of why them. is Mace Windu's thing purple? Why is like it's you? You go through and you go, but Snoke, and we're going to talk about it. So let's talk about it. We're discussing today the uh, villains in uh, the Last Jedi. Is our last bit of character analysis, and let's start with Snoke, shall we? Um, a uh, Snoke. Snoke. Uh, is heir apparent to Palpatine, the head of, he's supreme leader. He is the head of the entire the, first he order. He is the Sith Lord, right? He is. There can only ever be one or something. Yeah, is but he again, a Sith Lord? Like a, that's a conceit from the books. Like, I think part of the problem and-, and No, that's also the, in the prequels. That's also in the prequels. That oh, okay. I, I, always yeah, two is, there but are. I get the idea of people being really upset, like having all these books and all this flushed out world and hoping to finally see that. And I get how upset everybody was when they came in and said, nope. That's not canon anymore. Sorry, we're doing our own thing. But like at some point you have to just let it go. Yeah. Or instead of just continuing to hate um, on what they're doing because it's not 
as good as you felt the books were or what have you. Like it's at some point it's, they're not trying to be the books and you just have to like let go of those preconceived notions that you have of where it was going to go. Like uh, Snoke here's, here's why I think people are upset about Snoke. Um, one, you did eventually get the emperor explained, but that took, you know, the, the full explanation of the Years. Emperor did, didn't come until episode three, which is 2005, which is 22 years after. After the, yeah. After, after, after Return of the Jedi and, and 25 years after he was first seen in, in The Empire Strikes Back. So I get that you want that explained. I get that. And look, look, let's call it out. J.J. Abrams had an idea for snoke being a thing snoke was supposed to be a thing because there are a couple questions you can ask where's the scar come from why is he missing a quarter of his jaw why does he have to be computer generated um, yeah well and why and why does he even look like that at all like i was like yeah. that's that's another one of those things right that that i didn't like in the force awakens and i and i continued to not like in in the last jedi but let's say this like, i will say that his his animation in the last jedi is fucking great I mean, it's I mean, just, it, yeah, it's really good, it's, but it's, it's neither here nor there. I mean, but it wasn't I, necessary. I'm, I'm against, generally speaking, I'm against uh, just CGifying a character uh, when you can do it another way, uh, a, a more uh, tangible way, because I just think that looks. And you hear me, Justice League? Do you hear me? <laughs> Justice League with it. Do you hear me? Even Thanos and Avengers Age of Ultron. I understand he's supposed to be big. And purple. But like what we've, I mean, we did that in fucking Lord of the Rings. We had, we had hobbits and you know what? They weren't computer generated, nor was the wizard at normal size people. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's it's no called a camera trick. Um, so like, yes, I, I don't like that, but I will say that the, one of the problems I have with Snoke the very first time I saw him and continue to have is, and, and, and you know, what's interesting is I only have this because of the prequels. Where I'm like, why is he like so ruined? Like, what the fuck is that about? Yeah, what you know, I did, I never thought to question it when I watched the the original movies. It never occurred to me. It was like he's the bad guy. Of course, he's this you know like deformed you know icky thing, right? And but what I I I thought was kind of cool, and one of the things I did like that the prequel gave us was a reason for it. It like there they, like he. In the in the battle in the battle of Mace Windu, like fucking took some hits and it fucked his shit up and it's there's no going back, right? And it's it's like so this is so can I throw something in real quick? This guy too. Can I throw something in real quick? Palpatine in Return of the Jedi was a decrepit old man, right? But in in Revenge of the Sith, he looked fat. He looked fat, and for a while, I said to myself, "Oh my gosh, like." Fucking Ian McDermott must have had a few sandwiches because because he looks just chubby. I've seen now Ian McDermott at like conventions and stuff. The man is fit as a fiddle. The man is is in really fucking good shape. So I don't know. I it's a it seems like it was a weird choice to make Palpatine rotund a little bit. Um, and I never quite understood. Anyway, it's neither here nor there. Here's my thought on this. Um. And I got to lay some of the feet, some of the blame of the feet of J.J. Abrams, because I, I'll put it out there. I'm disappointed that I don't know what the deal is with Snoke. And here's why. The Star Wars universe has expanded. It's about continuity, just like Star Trek at this point. We have decided 
that the Star Wars universe has to tell tales in eras, right? We have the prequel and it's an era. And then you have a passage of about 20 years and the original trilogy and it's an era and that there's a passage of about 20 years and you have this and it's a new era. So you have the idea of history that all this happened, right? Mm. And the, the thing is, is that is that since that's kind of what Star Wars has become, since continuity is a thing in Star Wars, I do kind of need to know where this guy fucking came from and how did not only is there a first order, but there's another, this another Sith Lord in charge of the first order where, and he's old, he's old. He's old enough that he was fucking kicking around when Palpatine was around. Something was there. Something he's old enough that he would have been around when Vader was around. He would have been around when the empire was around. And clearly dude wants to make another empire. And, and because you have made someone and it's, you know, again, it's a little bit Abrams fault that Abram one Abrams wanted so clearly to mimic the Star Wars we already knew. He created a character that is so much like Palpatine. You kind of got to say, where'd this guy come from and why does he have so much power and why does he want to do the exact same fucking shit that Palpatine did? Like, he's like, clearly he wants to create an apprentice and a, a sort of a copy of the empire and also be the Sith Lord. And also he is really fucking powerful. And how did this all happen and why it's the question is sort of there. If he had been totally different, like if this had been, okay, for instance, let's just hypothesize. If you had met Supreme Leader Snoke and Supreme Leader Snoke did not have force powers, but was, you know, a giant robot was not or was something else or was a young a young powerful Sith Lord or some something different but his similarity to Palpatine Palpatine does kind of beg the question like yeah like that's what I'm saying like what so is 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 every Sith Lord just like we don't know where they came from and if you once you have like fully taken on the mantle of a Sith of the Sith Lord and you have like a fully realized apprentice like you just your face falls apart yeah, like, the, like the, you know it's, what I mean. Like your body just goes to shit. Like that's just like it's like you just it's like doing too much coke. You do too much force power, and you just your body and your teeth fall out, and like you look like shit. Like well, well, I, the, I, I have no yeah. idea. Like it does. It, it absolutely occurred to me. It's like we didn't question it in the first movies because it, it, it kind of didn't matter. It was because like, it was, was new. Just a big but here's bad the thing: guy, right? and now it's not new. It's not a new thing. And because it's just... because he's so much a copy. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, he it's really like, is. Like, like it's like it's like this. Okay, so I give you, um, I give you a basketball, and the basketball is painted purple, and it's covered with glitter. All right, basketball is painted purple, and it's covered with glitter. And I go, this is totally unique. This is a really special basketball, and it's really, really like there's nothing like it, and it is the most special basketball in the galaxy. And then the basketball gets destroyed and 20 years later. Oh, and the basketball is responsible for the creation of, of a, of a box of hamsters. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> and, and we go, this is the biggest, baddest fucking thing that's ever happened. That this basketball that's so unique created this specific box of hamsters, this, this, these brown and white hamsters. And we've destroyed the basketball and the brown and white hamsters have been destroyed. And we cut to the sequel and it's 20 years later and there's 
a violet basketball. <laughs> it's covered with glitter that's created a box of guinea pigs. Yeah, like and it's- a box of guinea pigs. And and we're going what we're going. This is really special. This is very unique. It's totally different. We ain't never um, seen nothing like it before. Yeah. And and I think that it does beg the question that if Snoke is going to be so much like Sidious and also clearly of an age that he would have been around when Sidious was around doing his fucking thing. I do sort of feel. I mean, the, I, I just by virtue of the. Uh, and I don't know if this is even some shit that like like lore that we have. Um, no, because they they do they kind of talk about it a little bit in the um, the the prequels. Like that isn't that the way of things though. Like isn't it? Doesn't it stand to reason that he must be um, the apprentice or the the Sith Lord that rises after the Emperor? Like I guess the way it's supposed to work is there's a Sith Lord and an and uh an apprentice, and then once the apprentice is powerful enough. Uh, they kill the le- the leader and they yeah. become the that's, Sith Lord. Yeah, that's how, that's pretty they, much it. All right, so let me cycle. But let me the explain cycle this gets in another broken, way. Presumably, right? Let me, ex- like the- let me explain this another way. Wait, let's go back to Harry Potter. So, ignoring uh, the 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 cursed child, uh, let's say that J.K. Rowling decides to write another Harry Potter book, a book of Hogwarts, and here's what you have: Harry Potter is now the head. Of Hogwarts, and you have this brand new student whose name is, let's say, Larry Potter. <laughs> you find out that Larry Potter is just from a different family of people named Potter. Like the first one, Larry no Potter. Relation. Yeah, Larry, Larry Potter misses their parents and wishes they know who their parents were. Also, also, you have a character with no nose whose name is Bob Voldemort. <laughs> it was Bob Voldemort. It's, no, it was Bob Lamort. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm going to call it. It's so similar. This character's name is Bob Voldemort. He looks like Voldemort and his name is Bob Voldemort. And the first book, you don't explain anything about Bob Voldemort, but he's there. And he clearly has has reconstructed, let's say, all the other shit you're used to. He, he's got Death Eaters. You know, he's got the Malfoys are working for him. Yeah, like he's got ever, he, he's, he Bob Voldemort has all the shit. You find out in the next book that and let's say then J.K. Rowling quits and uh and you know fucking you know Suzanne Collins uh decides to write the sequel. And in the sequel, Larry Potter is in no way related to Harry Potter. And right at the moment when you'd find out like where Bob Voldemort came from, Bob Voldemort dies and they're clearly never going to talk about Bob Voldemort again. <laughs> and He's you kind of be like, you kind of be like, hold on a second. That's just like one coincidence too many. Man. Can you just drop a line? Like I am Voldemort's brother. You'd give us something. You give us something. You, 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 I watched Voldemort. I watched Voldemort. Harry. Like it's like yeah, really so, and just one or a two thing, lines, a anything. thing. So I don't know if it's Ryan Johnson's fault, but I get the sense with the lightsaber. Or what if thro- he just likes Snoke? Just had like a poster of Sidious behind him because he's just a projection anyway most of the time. <laughs> like, 
you know, and it's like it's just hero worship, right? Like, yeah, just and, and I know that's way. what Kylo Ren is already doing. You know, uh, and, yeah, I guess we can't have too much of that. Sorry, but like you could, you could have said anything. You could have kept it vague. You could have. He could have just said, "I was bred for this," right? Nothing else. It's all you need. I was bred for this. Something. Something. I've come. You. I scratch myself up from the bottom and come too far to get this. You know, something just to indicate that he ever, ever did anything to become both the most powerful Sith Lord of the universe <laughs> Had and some kind of life. And coincidentally, seeing. the head of an empire like First Order who uses Star Destroyers. Like, like, there's nothing. And I do think that it's it is either folly of JJ I think that there's there's a there's a smidge of fuck you to what JJ was trying to do. I think it is unfair to blame it on Ryan. I do. Because he didn't make snow. He was like it's like basically have you ever like there's that game where like people will uh like in a group somebody starts the story and then the next person adds yeah. a bit and then the next person adds a little bit and it keeps happening right? Like you have to fucking de- deal with the fact that this that this is what you were given. Yeah, but you like, know, I fucking hate when I play that game options? with someone. Like, do I, I spend a bunch of time explaining who the fuck this Joker is, or do I just go, you know what? Fuck it. It matters less than these other characters that I think are more interesting and that are ultimately going to be carrying the story forward. So, fuck it. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of celluloid on that shit. Yeah, but on the other hand, don't you hate it when you play that game with someone and. And it gets to be like three people have gotten up to a certain point, and then the fourth person goes up. Fourth person goes like, and then and then Sally decided she didn't want to do that, so she wanted to go be a race car right driver, you know. And they just drop like that is also really frustrating, and that's exactly how I feel. Like Ryan Johnson was a little like, I don't really want to deal with Luke's sense of legacy in this way. I really want to do it this way, and I don't really care who Ray's parents are, and I think it should mean this, and I don't don't really want to deal with Snoke. I don't like Snoke. Nobody liked Snoke. Nobody really liked him. So I just kind of, let's just get rid of him. Let's let's course correct and just say, you know, and there is a certain amount of fuck you to it. And I get the frustration that people had. I do kind of feel that like Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams and Kathleen Kennedy should have gotten together a little bit and been like, hey, look, okay, what can we give them that is kind of good enough and then we'll hit the rest in a book? What can we give them that is something? The fact that there's nothing, I'm going to have to call it a misstep. I am because I am still disappointed that I don't know what the deal was with Snoke. It's too. I just, I, I, it's not a deal breaker. It's not a film killer. It's not a film killer. It's certainly not. And I can be annoyed by it, but again, I, I just, I think it is so unfair to blame this shit on Ryan. I really do because JJ is the one that made the force awakens basically a new hope on steroids. And like, we all agreed to that. Like, there's almost nobody that you say that to that's like, no, it wasn't. It was so different because of reasons. Yeah. Because there aren't any reasons, because it absolutely was. To the point where, like, Han Solo even says, like, so, so it's like, is there the Death a button? Star. There's He's always like, a button. <laughs> no, it's not. Like, this is the Death Star. This is Starkiller Base. So it's bigger. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's literally in the fucking dialogue. Uh, so, we all know what's going on. And then to be pissed that Ryan didn't, I don't know, pull off some kind of fucking miracle out of his ass to, to like make Snoke 
smell like roses and lilies or some shit and be like, see, but Snoke is interesting because of this. But I Aha. do think that he could have like, been he getting... Has look, to and clean this... up JJ's messes? Fuck that shit. Like, don't put that on Ryan. Put that on JJ, man. JJ's the one who was like, I'm making a new hope, but on steroids so that it's bigger and better oh, so this is, and but more. This is, but here's the deal. JJ's coming back to do episode nine. And, and you know what? Maybe he'll do, maybe he can, he's, if anyone's to fix the Snoke problem, it's fucking JJ. And I realize Snoke's daddy is not coming back and it's not, but that doesn't mean there can't be explanation because he still was a big part of fucking Kylo's life. And yeah, so but you know what? Like, that, like, can, what? That that's not ever going to come up again, that he might not have. But a, I will be unsatisfied as a, perhaps. I will be unsatisfied as a fan if JJ comes back in episode nine and says, and, and Luke shows up as a force ghost and is in the whole movie as a force ghost and is able to battle as a force ghost and goes, you know, I really shouldn't have thrown away that lightsaber. That's something I shouldn't have done. And, and also, and also that's not really where the, where the milk comes from. And, and also Ray, your parents are actually these things. And here's not like, I'm also, I don't want to feel discordance. Like I want Star Wars to feel like a cohesive whole. And, and there's, Ryan Johnson has to take some of the blame because he did agree to, you know, make a sequel to The Force Awakens. Um, yeah, but that doesn't and, mean he agreed to explain every ripoff that JJ came up with. Like, yeah, but you know, here's the thing: why he should have taken a note from JJ in that, you know, one thing that JJ did, um, uh, what one thing that JJ did was was with Luke Skywalker's uh, lightsaber. He said he had um, Maz Kanata, who was a great creation. Thank you, JJ. Um, say, say a good story for another time. That's really all I needed. I need to go. You know what? Snoke does have a story and his story matters. And maybe we won't tell that story, but it exists. And right now there's just a sense of there's just a sense of discarding. So like, you know what? I really don't want to deal with Snoke. Um. You know, and his death is more. Yeah, but I could, I, no, no. I mean, fuck, I feel, fuck I feel that shit, dude. No, fucking fuck that. I would like to submit that I would rather he instead of that stupid fucking just so we could have a shot of Finn like using the lightsaber first so that we can have it on posters to fucking like a completely fucking meta ass reason and to have this and and to sell a new toy that has a special weapon license like. That fucking scene is does not a damn thing for the film. Like I know you think it looks cool. I'm happy. I'm to not talking about the scene. Through. I'm just talking the the I'm idea. I'm saying they could have taken that scene out, and he could have put a little something in the Force Awakens to talk about Snoke and give us something more there. And sure. that would have been better. Like, so I'm not, no, I, I fucking blame JJ. I'm not blaming that on Ryan. That's not fucking fair. I will say he this. Ryan, come up with it. Ryan has, Ryan has come out and said this and said, look, I could have stopped the scene for Snoke to explain where he is, but there is no scene in the movie where Snoke could have explained where he came from. It wasn't about that. And so we didn't do that. Yeah. Like, what are you um, going to have him do? Fucking monologue? Like, come on, so, man. Aren't we beyond that? All right, let's talk about stuff that's good. Let's let's say, look. I will say this: uh, the animation is way better on Snoke. It's it's some of the best skin that I've seen in a movie. Um, Snoke is legitimately scary in this. I like how he kind of fucks with with Ray when Ray like tries to pull the lightsaber. How he swings it around and hits her in the back of the head. The the comparison that you made to sexual assault, 
um, is valid. Uh, after after you said it, I saw the movie after we had that discussion, and it makes it even makes him even sort of creepier. I think that his death- oh definitely like I think it it has a dual purpose. It's yeah. th- like here's the thing: there's there's some shit going on in 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 our world right now that like that we should be fucking dealing with like this and that and that felt like one of those sort of star trekian moments like the guy is like i he's literally wearing a fucking robe like a bathrobe a fancy bathrobe but like a bathrobe and like being creepy and for like and he turns her and the thing is when he like is torturing her with the force or whatever thing like all of a sudden she's no longer vertical but she's horizontal in the shot and it's it's clear to me that there are parallels there, that they are meant to be there. Sure. And, and, and that it does that it does two things. It shows that it's fucked up, right? Like this is a way, this is a way for you to see a representation of sexual assault where you can understand the violence of it and get that it's just not okay. Period. End of story. And it makes and and even if you're not catching that part of it per se. It does. It gives him this more feeling of being a fucking creep, being a bad, bad person, like or guy or whatever he is. I don't, we have no idea. I guess his his lineage or his yeah. race or where he comes from. But like it's it's it establishes a level of evil in him, uh, and then and it also then has that that social aspect that can hopefully show that you know, young you know, people like that that's evil. That that is an evil act to to treat a, a a woman that way to treat anybody that way i will say and that i loved that i will I, say I, that I loved it snoke's death i wish they hadn't shown us the lightsaber turning right before his death because i and, or that his dialogue had been different that he wasn't like now ignite your lightsaber and destroy your enemy like the was the, it a little too on the nose the, the the wind was just taken out of the scene like i don't i should have been the movie plays the music like, I should be really surprised that he did that. But I knew he was going to do it like two seconds before he did it. Like, maybe five seconds before he did it. And it should have felt like, holy shit, what? And it didn't, like, like it should, the lightsaber. Oh, I guess, yeah, that's here. That's kind of a, that could go either way, though, man. Like, I hear what you're saying, and and I can see that. I can, I see the the value in that. But I, I remember when I was watching it, um, the fact that you were kind of in on it uh, a f- just a few moments before it happened uh, g- gave me a feeling of uh, li- like a good juju and and triumph feeling as opposed to uh, that I think was better than just shock. All right, like, fair enough. It was just about his shock and and you got to be in on it and be like, that's right, motherfucker. Yes, because the whole like right before it happens, you think it's over and Kylo's going to kill her and that's it. And, and she came here and she tried and, and you feel like, damn it. Why, why is he letting us down? Like, because they do a really good job. He does a really good job in this film of, um, of, of making Kylo more sympathetic. Like he's still a fucking, you know, emo anger management problem, you know, kind of guy, but he, you can kind of sense the turmoil in him and get that he's not as, you know, one-dimensional as maybe he kind of seemed the first time around. I want to I want to end on Kylo, but there is one character I'm going to talk about first because I want to I want to save the end of the podcast for Kylo. But 
There's a short conversation we need to have about one more bad guy, the least effective and most poorly done bad guy in The Force Awakens, which is General Hux. I know. Absolutely did not work in The Force Awakens no, at all. No, his not his at big all. speech, the last day of the Republic. Like it was like he was supposed to be Tarkin and it wasn't fucking working. They wanted him to be. Yeah, you know what's interesting is because we, like I said, we watched A New Hope uh, very recently, and it was like, here's the thing: Tarkin wasn't this like raging, you know, man boy. Like he had this quiet intensity about him that was, frankly, terrifying. Like when he, yeah, is 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 homing in on on Leia and like backs her into to, to Vader and shit. Like he's relentless and creepy and but he never he doesn't really raise his voice or or yell at her or do do anything more than than like walk towards her and that is scary enough right that's the thing he's got he's actually a scary fucking dude and if he anything need you to were... prove it and hux seems like he's really yeah and, but what that what why well, i think what ryan did it was brilliant me and mr well i feel like ryan sat down and watched it and goes this character is just we can't just get rid of him we can't say he doesn't exist but this no. character this this is the wrong actor to play this character it's wrongly written something's wrong this is not working okay let's look at the actor what can the actor do what are the actor's strengths because it's clearly not this. He's too well, young. I don't. I don't blame the actor. I Here's really the thing. Don't. I would want to say I'm not blaming him, but I'm going. I, not I a, blame the director and the writer. But uh, the director. The but I. But here's. There are other actors who could have pulled that off. Right. Not every actor can do everything, and so I think that this time around, and that's uh, this time around, I feel like they they looked at the actor, they looked what he was capable of, and they said, okay, what if we say, yeah, Huck sucks. Hux, Hux, Hux a dummy. And everybody knows it. Everybody knows he's kind of a tool. But he's a Because that this actor tool. can do. This actor is, is plays this beautifully. He plays the comedy beautifully. He absolutely does. And and what's so what's actually kind of great about it, like and this this is what Mr. A brought up, and I was like, oh yeah, totally. I love that. That that by the end, now that you've got you know, essentially Snoke, who was this this big, bad, scary um, guy, you're now left with these, these like, two dudes that are kind of the same. Like, they're both little, like, compensating for something. Like, I'm going to smash up a console if I don't get my way. Or yeah, I'm going to call the rebellion will be smited. Like, they're both... And, and, and when he tries to be all, like, when Kylo... Is is he tried to order ribs like? Well, who the fuck do you think you are? Like, and he's like, I'm sorry, you were saying. Yeah, so, like, well, my, my, but you know oh, what? Oh yeah, no, well, you're right, you're right, you're right. In, but like, in at, rewatching, in rewatching, first of all, I love the Poe and Huck scene at the very beginning. Some oh, people God, go, I, I don't like it. that comedy. Oh, I loved it. Can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> but but also, <laughs> so great. Uh, also, I love every time Huck gets kind of thrown around. It makes me laugh. Um, Absolutely. And then at the end. Just to drive it home, it's this quiet little moment that happens when um, when Kylo and Hux are in the are, are in the uh, walker and they're like advancing on the Jedi base and they go like Kylo yells something like 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 fire and wind fire everywhere and 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 then Hux goes fire there fire everywhere like kind of repeats him and Kylo yeah. kind of looks at him like what are you doing 
Like I just said that. No, and, <laughs> and there's this great, there's, a, there's this other great moment, right? Where he's like, you think you got him? Like, it's so great because you can tell that there's, that they're both like these pissy little emo ba- do, you know, brats, basically. But one of them is really like got raw power and is kind of like a tech, like a ticking time bomb. Like, you don't ever know when's going to set that dude off. Like, and that's set up by, by JJ in Force Awakens. Well, in Force Awakens, they're set up like they're rival brothers, right? Like, like the, the smart brother, the smart brother and the jock brother who are competing for daddy's attention. That's what they seem like by the end of this. Kylo Ren is Megatron and this guy's Starscream. And it's a much better fit. It's a much better. Now he's he's slimy behind the scenes. He wants to be in power, but he's clearly not. And it's a, it's the competition is now the 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 yeah the, like he's clear that the I, second like, in I command don't who wants power. to be in charge, and that's way better. It's way better. It's so much yeah, better. Their Hux chemistry, so the chemistry of the relationship, is much more interesting this time around, and and Hux has become. Um, I really like Hux now. A, I really enjoy. Yeah, he's he's fun. I enjoy him now. And I like I enjoy, it when he's on and I screen. enjoy the interplay with um with Kylo. Like they like seeing them both kind of be little brats to each other uh is is great. Is it and it's an interesting dynamic that we haven't seen before. Well, and here's the thing. Now when I go back and I watch it, the last day of the Republic. I wish that I like if I know we don't love special editions, but if we want to make a special edition of Force Awakens and just put in one shot of somebody rolling their eyes, I'd be fine with it. <laughs> I'd be fine with it. Because I now I've I've retconned that people were doing that. I've retconned oh, that absolutely. in my head. Yeah, like that people are, are, are like, oh, like, this oh, guy. This Why is he guy. rolling his R's like this? It's like, really dude, what a dick. Dude, um, just, yeah, we're gonna kill him. Okay, dude. Yeah. Oh. All, right. All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's end on a super high note. Um, I want to come out and say, I think Carrie Fisher is great in this film. I think that Mark Hamill. Gives a career best for. I think Carrie Fisher is not better than she was in Empire. I think that Luke is better than he's ever been, though. I think that Poe is better in this film and is really fun to watch. I feel like Rose is is. I know some of you hate her, but I think she's a really interesting kid. I have a lot of positive things to say about people, but I think that Adam Driver fucking steals this film. Um, the only character I think is worse is Ray. I think that I really feel like Daisy Ridley is not as as into it anymore. Um. I just really? like, I don't get the wonder, the sense of fire. I don't get the energy from the actress. I get the scenes tell me that she's supposed to feel her. There are times when she's smiling and it's, I don't know the way she, it's it, her performance is sort of one note. I don't get everything. Wow. I don't, I didn't feel that way. And it felt like they had a very, uh, they had a very nice chemistry. Well, here's the thing. Um, I feel that they did, but I, I feel like Adam driver, um, well, I mean, I, to be clear, I mean, I'm, I, Adam Driver absolutely puts in an, an, an incredible performance. And the thing is, um, I, he's sort of uniquely in a position to do so from his life experience. Because have you seen his TED Talk? Um, no. Dude, look it up. Like, fucking YouTube that shit. Like he was in the military, like he, he, he was, he talks about it, like, and talks about, um, having all these emotions, um, and, and kind of not knowing, uh, how to deal with them or, or process them because they didn't, you know, in that sort of environment, uh, it's not really, you don't talk about your emotions. It's not a thing. And that was what theater and acting kind of gave him. It gave him the vocabulary 
to start to deal with uh, huh. his emotions. It's, 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 it's a really incredibly compelling TED talk. And it's like, after watching that, I'm like, no wonder he's so fucking good as Kylo Ren. Like, because that's, I mean, if you think about it, like he's, he doesn't know what to do with himself. He's that, and that's why he, I feel like as a character, that's why he winds up going over uh, to the Sith because he feels betrayed by family and, and floundering and not sure what to do. Uh, but he's not really that comfortable there either. And he's still trying to deal with shit, but it's like, he's not going to get, any understanding from Snoke, you know, about the tor- the emotional turmoil he's going through. Uh, so he, he lashes out and he acts out. Um, and it's, there's, there's so much depth to that. And, but and he, yeah, but here's the thing in the force awakens when he has a tantrum, it's a little bit funny, but it's also kind of interesting. He's un- unbalanced. He has a tantrum. First thing in this movie where he smashes his own mask and it's, it's brilliant. It's it's not funny at all. I, I my, no, it's my, so my first, it's like my first instinct is to laugh because I remember that it's funny. I go, oh, 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 whoa, hey, like I feel something. And when he's about to fire on the ship, I feel something. And the way that he interacts with Ray, how unsure he is, and it's part of it is the writing for him is just so on point, which you need for a really great performance. Like when she goes, I'd rather not do this now, and he goes, Yeah, me too. You know, yeah. there's something so damaged about this guy that I got some of it last time, but I don't get it this time. He's so damaged and he, 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 it's seething and seething and seething and seething and seething and seething inside him. And then finally, when he sees Luke, the way that he could, you more, more like, that Oh yeah. Bit, he just completely fucking loses his shit. Man. Like, like, like the, like the falls the, apart completely. He's funny. He's romantic. Um, you, I'm, I'm shipping him and I'm still shipping him and Ray, which is weird. Um, but like, I'm shipping them. I'm feeling, I'm, I'm feeling, I want a romantic thing with him and Ray, and I want to see him confront Luke Skywalker, and I want to see him confront Snoke, and I want to see him go after Hux, and I want to see what I wanted to see what would happen when he met Leia. Like, I have all these wants for him. Every yeah, time, yeah, I have all these. Like, I want, I want better for him. Like, I, I feel like, um, in the first movie. Because you we're taking we don't have as much time we're establishing characters and like what's really important to sort of convey right off the bat is his base power level right and his unbalancedness right like that he's clearly sort of a lit, like a lit fuse but um, what's greater in this film is when you get to dig deeper and understand where that rage comes from and that it's like a self-hatred it's not about um the the loss of you know this thing or that thing or or it didn't go my way and i'm i'm really mad about it i'm gonna throw a tantrum it's like this intense self-loathing and lack of feeling accepted that i think most people uh, can relate to well, and here's the thing is that in, in The Force Awakens, you got the sense that he could explode any time, you know, that, or, or rather he exploded a, at any time that he could. At this In this movie, you watch it always under the surface. You always see where it is under the surface. You see this, this, this white hot fire of emotion that is why he's so calm all the time when he talks. He has to be calm. It's, all, it's like he's calming himself all the time. 
He's yeah. always, he's like, he's struggling to maintain control all the time. I've never seen this in a Star Wars character. I've never. Yeah, it's ever. really good. And, and, and it was hinted at in the first movie, but I feel like, you know, Adam Driver was finding the voice, finding the cadence that this character talked well, yeah, in. Yeah, it's fully was, realized in this He one, was, he was, he, but I feel like he's had a year or two to think about it. You know, and even. I don't, the, I don't even know if it's just that. I think it's by having. It's not um, just that, but it's clearly that's part of it. Like this guy's head, this guy's, you know, watched his own movie like 20 times and goes, oh, okay. And, and went to sleep with it and then had this script and went to sleep with it and thought on it and lived with it. And, 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 and now he's, you know, he is like said, you know what? I'm upping my game. I see now everything that I wish I'd done more and I'm going to work 120% to make sure that everything that I wish that maybe I'd given that first time, I, I'm given it this time because now I, I, I see everything this character is and should be and he's in my heart and soul and I know him. Whereas I feel Daisy Ridley, on the other hand, just seems a little exhausted by it all. It's just kind of like, I feel very much like I did with Kira Knightley in the Pirates of the Caribbean movie. She's a great actress. If you watch her in some of the like weird little shit that she's done that nobody's seen her in, she does, she does great work. You watch her in Love Actually, she does great work. Um, oh, yeah. But in the Pirates of the Caribbean movie, in the first one, she was very into it. And from that point forward, same thing with Harrison Ford in the in 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 between Empire and Jedi. You get the sense that she's just like, this is not what I came to acting for. A little bit. I um, I don't I don't get that. And I but I, I think that by by showing us their conversations where you get to like wind up seeing this different side of Kylo. Um that that that's what sort of and i think this is something we're seeing overall like in in television and in stories in general um they're doing there's a much better job being done of uh, making villains people you know like and, and actors have been saying for the longest time like you talk to any actor who's ever played a villain like and they'll tell you like nobody's the villain of their own fucking story that's ridiculous that's not human there's no truth in that um and you can under and what this gives you is that is gives you that depth where you can see this thing that happened to him and you can see this this look on his face when he wakes up to to luke standing over him with a fucking lightsaber that that the pain in that look is incredible um and it's a, and it's a it's a mere shot. It's like a two second shot. It's not even like a whole lot of film. But so much is conveyed. And in in talking with her and having these quiet moments with her, where he can feel like I can open up. And maybe this is you know I'm not sure if it's a sense of the force connecting them, and that's why uh, he winds up opening up to her or, or what's happening there exactly. But. I felt it from both of them, and I felt that by giving him that dimension, I, I, I get that he is the villain, but like I want him, I, like I ultimately want his character to be redeemed. Like I want that for him. I want him to find what's wrong inside of him and exercise his demons, um, and and live happily ever after, as opposed to just wanting him to be vanquished because he's you know a whiny little brat. Well, and here's the thing. I don't know which they'll do because they've done both, right? Like they've sure. done, they've, they've, you've had the tragedy, tragedy of Anakin Skywalker. And I see him being a lot like Anakin, but you yeah. also have, I, mean, the I didn't, I didn't I, you know, I hate those movies. So I don't, I didn't feel the third one was, was kind of okay. And you got to see a little bit 
more of a but like uh, frankly Hayden Christensen wasn't nearly his character wasn't nearly as well written uh, and he's well, and not, and not that well as, performed. As, I mean, let's be clear. Yeah, let's, it's not yeah, nearly it's... as well performed, like, frankly. But again, like I said, watch the TED Talks um, with with Adam Driver. He's he's really I, I think he's such a good choice for the character simply because of his he has like life experience uh, that not everybody has and certainly not many actors that he can bring to this that that's that gives us this depth and and nuance and and awesomeness to to kylo that we just we didn't have as much in the first one so uh so before we go i want to um we said we're gonna do another one on plot we just quite simply shouldn't um there's a <laughs> there, there's a contingent of you out there is going look you're not wars off man like, i know we get I it. Was like, Four? Like, and there was a you're part of do- me that's you're gonna they do thought, four like, podcasts. Should, have, on... should this be a thing that we're like just giving exclusively to likes or like as a as a gift for I don't know being a subscriber as an extra because it does feel a little bit like um, the like eight hours or however long we did on uh, the Star Wars movies. Yeah, that's which which we which we always swore we'd never release. Maybe we will one day. Um, but um, <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk. Uh, favorite plot points uh that we have not discussed um uh and and i just we talked about some of the ones we didn't like um we talked about the space chase we talked about you know the 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 stuff on the planet i do feel like like you know the 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 butthole of darkness um was not really all that well explained i do feel like it's a bait and switch like that they that they say ray oh you went right to the dark just kidding you're fine like I do feel like there was like like she went straight to the dark side that one time and now you're totally not again and clearly you're you're clearly a white hat for the entire rest of the film. Um uh they um you know Yeah, I but thought, I think there's a message there. Sure. I, I, I mean their message I, I, is all, I think I think their message I, is all over the film. I think think the film is is theme more than structure a lot of times. But I feel like I feel that way about Canto Bite, about the the casino planet. Like I feel like I get what they're saying and I get the theme that they're bringing across, but I'm not that interested in, in the fucking racy things. Can, can we just say star Wars from now on? I don't want to see people riding on animals. It never worked for me ever in star Wars. Didn't work when Anakin did it. I didn't like the, the, the little running thingies that were there. Um, I didn't care. Oh, I like them, but that's because I love horses. Yeah, but I mean, like, like, like the the little race there. I th- I didn't like. I feel like you could have done a different story with with Rose and Finn on in a different place that maybe would have been more compelling. I never felt their danger, although I it was really fun to watch BB-8 be used as a slot machine. I know some of you hated it, but it was really funny when when the guy was putting it in. Really funny when he was shooting it out. Um, yo, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, it's cute and it's fun. And here's the thing, like. There's always been kind of cutesy, funny things, particularly with the droids in in Star in Star yeah. Wars, and 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 that's true in this one, like with BB-8 and with BB-8, like yeah, and BB-8 and was that. too overmarketed. Don't tell us he's going to be. Don't give us a fucking like two hundred dollar robot of him and have him be in the film for five minutes. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, definitely. Like because yeah. I remember, I'm like, oh that's right. There was like there was like this whole big thing. Oh well, there it is. Um, cool. Yeah. And bye. Then, yeah, it's like I'm like what? Um, and, and it's, again, it's like it's 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 just to sell a toy. Oh, okay. Ca- Captain Phasma <laughs> going out like a punk. Um, I I feel like she can't be dead. I oh she's I dead. Hope. You know what? She is she is so dead. 
She's so dead. Stop it. I hope that she's not. And I'm going to tell you why. Because her book is really good, though. And the audible reading of her book is really good. So because she's awesome as a character. We don't get enough of her as a character. And she's clearly just meant to sell a toy. Um, but I think she's so much more than that. And the fight her book is great. There is, her book is, is spectacular. Is, is really cool. But the fact that we just we see this one eye and then she's like gone from view. Like I want I want us I want her to somehow survive that because she's got that badass armor. Um, and then like we some of us fused to her or something because of the incident. And I'll like, bet you a hundred dollars. I I I call me on this, guys. If Captain Phasma comes back, Captain <laughs> Phasma comes back. You should give me hundred bucks. I will give you a hundred dollars. And okay. if she doesn't come back, you I'm not gonna make you give me a hundred bucks. Um, yeah, I was gonna say I'm not giving you a hundred dollars. But if she doesn't come back, <laughs> I'm saying I want her to come back. <laughs> if she doesn't come back, uh, you have to give me a twenty five dollar uh, Starbucks card. Would you take that? Four to one odds if she comes back. <laughs> would you because i wouldn't if you if you were making that bet with me if you're making that with me i'd say i'm sorry i don't think there's even a one in four chance that she's coming back not in the not in the movies maybe in the cartoons maybe like darth maul did in the cartoons but she's not coming back they're done with her there's nothing more for her they have two movies in a row they've had nothing for her to do they're not going to say now now it's time they boba fetted her and that's not fair to her um uh, I thought that the that the light speed crash was great. Um, the moment is great. Did you hear that uh, some theaters, because this is how like lower attention spans are. Uh, some movie patrons got up and got like complained that there was something wrong with the sound after the light speed thing. So so AMC theaters started handing out little flyers going, there's a moment of silence in this movie. Don't worry. Nothing's broken. It's supposed to be there. Yeah. Like, really? Like oh, clear. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Get off my lawn. It's art. And there's no, do you know how space works? I can't yeah. even. Well, okay. So I, people have complained about that. People have been going, do you know how space works? But people have been going like, like why are there bombers in space? Because bombs, there's no gravity. I've seen people saying that. Why are they running out of fuel in this race? In that once you're going a certain speed in space, you just continue going that speed. That's inertia. You don't slow down because there's, there's no, no friction. There's no friction. So you just keep going. That's how meteors work. You know, so why are they running out? Why, when one ship runs out of fuel, does it fall behind? Does it, why is that happening? Why are they using bombs? Like, like really? Because like, we've already set all that shit up, though. You know what I mean? That's that's why. Yeah, that's the answer. Because in every movie before that we've ever been in space, we've set that up pretty yeah. much. Um, that's why. <laughs> because why? My, there but my are favorite people is, that don't believe that don't know how space works, and there. I mean, when when, when there's enough people a, on this a, planet legit, that believe we don't live on a sphere, like I'm just saying, like. But here's, here's a legit criticism. Here's a legit criticism, and this is this is legitimate because somebody said, "Why would they design these bombers?" They can blow up an entire dreadnought, but can be taken out with one shot. And the only way to drop the bombs is a remote control the size of your hand that you can lose. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> That's okay. I yeah, no, it. again, it's That's like dumb. at some That's point, it's, dumb. it's <laughs> like, are you going to, but the thing is you can do that for 
any I know. single one of the films. Like, hey, have you seen Mallrats? That's really my beef. Have you seen Mallrats? Yes. All right. You know the scene in Mallrats when the VHS tape is stuck <laughs> <laughs> and Silent Bob is underneath the VHS tape and he's trying to kick the thing and the VHS tape won't like budge and he stops. He centers himself. He uses the force. He kicks it one more time and the VHS tape falls into his hand. Yes. Did you know that Ryan Johnson came on to Smodcast um, before he got the job to do Star Wars and uh, and said what a big fan he was of Kevin Smith? I did not. No, I'm not no. saying that The Last Jedi ripped off Mallrats, <laughs> but I hope it did. I, I, hope I really, did. I really it's hope it's homage. true. I hope the, the idea that Star Wars would do an homage to Jay and Silent Bob makes me so incredibly happy agreed uh -huh. like 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 i said I, I i still maintain that like he made a movie uh, like as a person who grew up loving star wars making uh, continuing the legacy <laughs> that's that's the guy who made this film and, and and i think it's it's everywhere it's all over it and if you don't see that you're just you're you're too embroiled in your hate like let go man just let go okay so peace. let's do it of now course. and we have to count the prequels <laughs> Um, there are now star nine Star Wars films. Gun to your head if you had to rank them you and your from best to worst. Can you imagine if that if that was a thing? <laughs> and today, two more people were assaulted we're by people yeah, with firearms saying, you must rank all nine Star Wars movies. I'm going to ask you to try. Um, is I'll it like Saw level? Like, is, like yes. I have to chew off my own arm or do this? Like, Let's play a game. <laughs> You I've have, never even actually seen those movies. You have 30 seconds to rank the Star Wars movies. <laughs> or this Venus flytrap will close on your head. Here's mine. Here's my ranking. Um, I'm going to say Empire is first for me. Then the original. Um, right now, I'm going to say Last Jedi. After those two. And then I'm going to follow those with Revenge of the Sith. Return of the Jedi, Rogue One, Episode One, and then Episode Two. I want to be clear that I I really think Revenge of the Sith is a great film. I really do. You can disagree if you want. I, I need really to be clear. Yeah. I just put Rogue One next to Episode One and Episode Two. So let me be clear. It goes Rogue One, The Grand Canyon, <laughs> Episode One, <laughs> Episode Two. I'm not saying it belongs with those. I'm saying that there are six legitimately great films of which I think Revenge of the Sith really, despite its flaws, really works for me. It hits all the right buttons for me, but that's what I'm going to say. So I'm going to say Empire, Original. Oh, I didn't do Force Awakens. So Empire, Original, Last Jedi, uh, Revenge of the Sith, um, Re Revenge of the Sith. Uh, I'm probably going to put Force Awakens then Return of the Jedi, then Rogue One, and then somewhere in another state is Episode One and then Episode Two, which are very close to each other for me. How about you? Um, I forget what my rankings were before. It's you're not writing it in blood. You can change your mind in two minutes if you took. So no, I'm just saying. Like I remember, like I can't. For me, the first three are like they're like they're the, they're all good. But they're not <laughs> as like, good as each other. I mean, Jedi is clearly the most the the most problematic of the three. I, 
the thing they like, all there's better acting better pacing better music better they all give me the same it's like if it, it feels like one story to me and it's all about the feels and, and i don't and it, and when i watched all of that stuff and i've noticed this like i it's uh you can't necessarily pick it apart in the same way because you, you have such a weird emotional attachment to it uh that i'm not sure how to divorce from right so right, they're we'll probably, so they're probably still at the top but I'm, but like as as far as if we're talking like the prequels and well, the no, stuff if you, that's but you gotta now, rank, the, rank the original three would you so would you watch the first one first because you wouldn't have to watch it like if you had to watch any would it be the first then if you had to watch any star wars movie like what's your favorite of all nine of them i mean that's what i'm saying i don't know like, or let's go to the bottom. Let's let's start at the bottom. Start, like the bottom is the second one. It goes two, one, three, and then from right, so from worst to best, it's so worst yeah, to best. Two is the worst. Two, one is, is slightly less worse. One, three, three All right. is is slightly less worse than that. Then and you're gonna say four, five, six, and we'll deal with then that. I'm gonna say the force of uh, the force awakens. Then I'm gonna say row one. Then the last Jedi, and then the originals. All right, and so. And do you have any preferences to the originals? Like, do you like Cloud City more? Do you like I Am Your Father better than than Father? Please, like, I, like, I don't like I I I almost at this point like I have I can't remember what I was a kid growing up, um, and now I I almost always if I watch them I, I watch everything. So it's, so it's okay, like, it's so, like Star Trek two, you know, and three, two three four. Like yeah, there it's like one story to me, so I don't have that distinction. Like All right, so you so you've got the original trilogy, uh, the tr- original trilogy followed by Rogue One. No, the Last Jedi. Followed by the Last Jedi, followed by Rogue One, Force Awakens, Revenge of the Sith, and One and Two. Yep. All right, guys. Next time, Star Trek. Lots of stuff to talk about next time on Star Trek. At the 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 day that we're recording this is uh, the uh, day after the 25th anniversary of the premiere of Deep Space Nine. We're certainly going to talk about that. Um, there's been Star Trek news happening. Uh, Star Trek Discovery is coming back. I want to hit some non-Discovery stuff so we don't just become the Discovery podcast and the Star Wars podcast because we'll have spent six months talking about just those two things. Um, so uh, so there's other stuff uh, to talk about. I want to talk about some uh, other cool Star Trek things happening and some of our you know memories of old shows. I would like to talk about some old Star Trek too. So we like, like thank you for, for sticking with us. Um, and uh yeah, for going down this path with us. Yeah. This, man, this we got new Star Wars. Path. How can people hate Star Wars? It's Star I Wars. I don't know. I know. It's so Fucking bizarre. episode one. Even that, man. It's lightsabers and ship battles and, and John Williams music and shit, man. Like, it's that's the thing. It My, my default is to like it and to want it. Like, it's... <laughs> Yo, know, it's it's pizza. Yeah, it's you sex. can say it. Sometimes it's, it's always good. Ep- episode one and two, sure. It, they're Totino's party pizzas. I get it. But I'll eat them. <laughs> no, they're like pizza bites or something. Fine, I'll eat them. I don't care. I don't care. They're they're the tiny little like like chunks of pepperoni that are the size of pencil erasers and may well be. I don't care. <laughs> it's fine. I'll eat it. It's still pretty much pizza. It's mostly pizza. It's 7-Eleven pizza, but it's still pizza. No, no. <laughs> it's like, all right, so it's like the original trilogy is like your local pizza place that's really good. That's, you know, an Italian mom is making it. And then, 
And then you got you got Rogue One, Force Awakens, and The Last Jedi. They're kind of in the middle. They're your good chain. They're your Papa John's on a good day. A good Papa John's. Not a bad one that's giving you the card, but like the one where you're like, hmm, this is like, this is pretty fucking fresh. And then you've got, <laughs> you know, then I guess the, the prequel trilogy is, you know, I'd say episode three is, you know, it's like Little Caesars. It's pretty good. <laughs> it does the job. You can't compare it to your local spot. It's not like a New York slice of pizza, but, you know, it's fucking Sbarro. You know, it's small pizza. Small pizza. <laughs> it's okay. It's small pizza. And then, like, episode one and two is the pizza they put at the Chinese buffet for the people who don't like Chinese food. Where you're like, they've got all Chinese food, and then there's, like, the one pizza that's there. So, so the other people have something to eat. It's like, it's technically, it's bread and sauce and cheese. And if... If you really, if you really want a pizza, if you really want a pizza, I mean, it'll do if you really want a pizza, but <laughs> like, you're not going to really order out for this. It's like the country, old country buffet. It's the old country buffet pizza. That's what it is. It's a pizza that's there. If, if you go through the entire buffet and can't find anything you like. And you're like, well, it's pizza. Yeah, pizza. But it's not even the old country buffet pizza. It's you know what it is? It's the Western Sizzlin' pizza. It's the, <laughs> like, like, look, man, you didn't order the steak. You're not really interested in the countryside. But there's some pizza here. I guess you can have that. It's for the kids. It's, pizza, it's for right? the kids, you know? It's for the kids. It's for the kids. It's fun. <laughs> Episode two is my son's favorite Star Wars movie. Is it I I can't. You know I why? have like no idea what one to do know with why that he, information. Right, so, like, so I love your kid, man. So here's like, the thing. I, I can tell I you why, though. I, I can tell you why. That's why I can't have children. Because if my child said uh, that to me, I'd be like, the fuck is wrong with you? Here's the reason why. Which here's is the reason why. parenting thing. The, 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 he loves the droid factory thing. He, he just loves, he loves machines. And he loves machines, okay. the droid factory. And he loves the gladiator shit that, 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 that he just likes the, just the bizarre, absurd chaos of it all the way through the, the, the invasion of the clone army, all the way through Yoda's fight. Now he turns on episode two and fast forwards to that moment. He doesn't watch oh. anything in the first part of the movie. We'll not watch the first part of the movie. Just turns it so on, bad. fast forwards up to that point, And I'll say this. That movie from like that point to the end, it's like people who like hate on Titan Titanic. I go, yeah, okay, you can hate on the first half. If you really aren't, dig if you aren't digging the love story in Titanic, you're gonna hate Titanic. Right, like it's just not the movie for you. Yeah, like that's but, the thing. Like usually, but, I can see that with movies when it's like, but I can, know what? but I can, I can see. see... It's a good movie. It's just not a good movie for me. <laughs> but I can see people who go, you know what? I'm not into the love story, but once that ship hits the iceberg, yeah, fuck it, let's watch some stuff blow up. Like that's, and that's, that's how I feel about episode two. I, I rather enjoy episode two from that moment forward, from that moment forward. I enjoy episode two because it's just, it's madness. It's just, it's ridiculous madness. There's a, there's a, with the running lizard thing and all that. No, that's episode three. The running lizard lizard thing is, is episode it? three. No, this God. is, it's droid factory. Then they're tied to the thing. That the animals attack and then the droids come and then the, the clones come and then all the things are flying around everywhere. And then Yoda jumps around like a frog and fights Count Dooku. It's yeah, bizarre. I do like the, I do like the Yoda fights you. Yeah. It's a very strange movie. So occasionally. All right, we got to go. My name is Justin. And my name is Alex. Trek off. Trek off again. 
Hey, you know what makes us different than all those other podcasts you listen to? We have a movie. There's a movie of this podcast on Amazon Prime right now. Just go right now on Amazon Prime and go look. Check it out. Just search for it. There you go. There it is. Trek off. One word. Just search for Trek off on Amazon Prime or Amazon Instant Video if you want to rent it. If you don't have Amazon Prime as a subscription or if you want to buy the DVD, it's there on Amazon. But seriously, this podcast, you got all the way to the end. Now go watch us and give us reviews and tell the world, man, a podcast got me made into a movie, man. How cool is that? Go look it up and share it. Love you guys.